the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Right into the second hour of the Dave Ellswick Show on a Wednesday. We are at middle of the weekday. This week is flying past us. It's going quickly. We had our first presidential debate last night. It was a little bit more like a food fight during parts of it, but uh, it was a debate nonetheless. Uh, Chris Wallace, the moderator, I thought he let uh, Biden off the hook a couple of times. I mean, seriously, can you allow a candidate for president to look at you and say, I'm not going to answer that question, which was an important question about packing the court, you know, getting rid of the Electoral College and stuff. And he said, I'm not going to answer that because then people uh, are going to talk about my answer. Uh, instead of what's going on uh, in in the campaign well you are the campaign sir i mean i invite the moderator i look at him you answered a question you want to be president this is important stuff joining us is uh congressman from second district french hill he comes with us uh, comes on every uh wednesday at this time uh real transparent with us here on the dave ellswick show good to have you along with us congressman uh, the debate is a big topic. Your thoughts about it last night? Well, I'm trying to get the food off my tie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of food fight there. It looked like Animal oh, House a couple of times. Well, yeah, let me, I'll tell you, I thought uh, both of them were not at uh, their best. I thought uh, President Trump, uh, you know, didn't, he interrupted so much he didn't make get to make his own points very well. So I would urge him to – he's got plenty to substantively hit Joe Biden oh, on, yeah. on Joe Biden's failed policies and to brag about his own policies. And I felt like he got way distracted on just hitting Biden uh, as weak and trying to rattle him. I think he did rattle him. I thought Joe Biden, on the other hand, was – a little bizarre in how he handled some of the things by trying to speak exactly uh, directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> two things. I agree with you on your assessment on the uh, uh, denial that he, you know, is going to not pack the Supreme Court and just take a pass on it. I thought Chris Wallace let him off. But the worst one was <laughs> where he said he's not for the green dude green oh, new deal that would raise yeah, energy really. prices and then he described his policy which is the green new deal i mean it was comical yeah just go to his website and you'll see that he stands for the green <laughs> new deal he stands for medicare for all he stands for everything he said he didn't stand for 
And uh, just last week, I was testify, uh, taking testimony from economists on how to get the economy back uh, started. And uh, I asked them, I said, with the economy and the trouble that it's in, do you think a $4 trillion tax increase is the right strategy? And they said, absolutely not. And this was a Democratic witness. So he's also very weak on his economic policy, in addition to the weakness on the Green New Deal. Yeah, what a big surprise. I mean, look, he's not, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't hold a uh, position of authority anymore. He's just running for be president. I couldn't believe that he actually said that, that he actually said when Wallace asked him if he talked to any mayors or any governors, he said, well, I I, I don't hold a political office, uh, Chris, uh, uh, so of course I haven't talked to him. Dude, you just said yes, earlier that you are the Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean, that's like somebody who's running for their first office would say that. He's been in office 47 years. Yeah. He runs the Democratic Party. He sets the Democratic platform. You know, that's it's ridiculous. So there were a lot of things like that that President Trump could take an advantage I of. I agree. He wouldn't talk over Chris Wallace. That's my view. Here, Here's the one that he missed that I really wish that he would jumped on when when Biden looked at the camera and said, I don't think we should be filling uh, Ruth Gator, uh, Bader Ginsburg's uh, position, uh, we should let the people vote first. And I would have been, if I had been president, I would have jumped right on and said, the people have already voted, Joe. Uh, they voted me yeah. president. They voted the people that are in the Senate, in the Senate right now. And uh, the people want their voice heard. They don't want to be told that they they don't have any any uh, any any kind of input any longer, that somehow now the president doesn't have any input. I mean, I would have just eviscerated him on that one. Yeah, I thought I thought Trump came back there and said, look, they elect the president for four years, not three years. And I thought that was his strongest retort on that. Yep. And that clearly if the shoe was on the other foot, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and the Democratic president would be doing precisely the same thing. I think Americans know that. I think they're way past that. You see the qualifications of Amy Cohen Barrett is excellent. She's rated uh, excellent by the American Bar Association, by all her colleagues at Notre Dame. She was confirmed by a bipartisan set of uh, senators just uh, three years ago. This is an outstanding selection to be our next Supreme Court justice. I agree. I agree. And she is a mother of children still at home, and she'll be the first Supreme Court justice that that's happened. That's I'm just telling you, just she's a great nominee. I wanted her to go up against Kavanaugh, but I for in Kavanaugh's place. But I'm glad that they they've they held her to to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, you really just can't get much of a of a, a difference uh, in those two. Let's talk about COVID nineteen relief, Congressman. Uh, uh, the Democrats came down a little bit on their Heroes Act. It's still two point two trillion dollars. It's still bailing out, you know, New York City and other cities and other states across the union, which is you know not helping people because of COVID nineteen. Your take on where we're at right now? Well, I don't think we've made much progress legislatively. We have a uh, petition on the House floor. We're looking for 218 members of the House, to Republicans, and we need about uh, 
oh, 16, 17, up to 20 Democrats to vote with us to discharge and get the Paycheck Protection Program extended for our restaurants and our businesses are still hurting. Uh, Speaker Pelosi says she's still negotiating with Steve Mnuchin, but instead of doing anything that's in her control, she's put another $2.5 trillion bill on the floor this week that, uh, you know, has a bunch of non-COVID things in it. It defunds the police for $600 million uh, from her original bill. It goes back to this issue where she's trying to get 16-year-olds to vote. I don't know what that has to do with uh, COVID-19. She lets uh, big blue state, high-tax states off the hook by giving them a tax break. Yep. Uh, so this bill is not going anywhere. Uh, it's not helping the negotiations with uh, Steve Mnuchin. Now, you just said she's got in this to defund the police. Biden says he doesn't believe that and that he's the voice of the Democratic Party. Doesn't sound so much like that's the truth. No, and I tell you, yesterday, business people started calling the office because it extends the uh, $600 per week supplemental pandemic unemployment uh, through January and actually through March 2021. And restaurant owners and lumber people and people trying to get people back to work say that's been a real impediment in Arkansas to get people back in the workforce So we need a compromise there. That's what Republicans have proposed in the Senate. And this is what Speaker Pelosi, again, is not negotiating. This is the problem. So tell us about the discharge petition, uh, because that's important uh, in that it's going to force Pelosi to deal with the uh, uh, Paycheck Protection Program. Yes? Yeah, the only way the power of the minority in the House. So when you're in the minority party, you don't have any control over what comes to the floor, what amendments are, or how the votes are called. But the one thing you can do is if you can persuade a few majority members to join you uh, and get 218 votes out of 435 members of Congress, you can force a bill to the floor for a vote. And so that's what we're trying to do with the Paycheck Protection Program. We want to extend that $130 billion that we've already approved but have not spent so that restaurants and small businesses that are still hurting from the virus, who still have uh, revenues way down from 2019, can have a second attempt at getting a payroll protection grant through the Small Business Administration. All right. When we come back, we've got to get a break in. Let's come back and talk about the China Task Force some that China didn't even come up last night, basically, in the debate. Uh, and your commitment to, to America to rebuild America and the Republicans' commitment to do that as well. And then a little bit more about uh, the whole SCOTUS thing and how this will play out and how might it play out for the election. Our guest is Congressman French Hill from District 2. He will continue to be our guest to the bottom of the hour. We'll be back to talk to him even more Uh, here in just a moment. I want to talk to you about my friends over at PI Roofing and uh, make sure that you understand that your roof is your final defense against the elements for the inside of your house. If you got water getting in your house, if uh, God forbid you start getting wind in your house and all kinds of stuff, you can get a lot of destruction happening inside your house. And water definitely will destroy uh, the inside of your house. I mean, look, let me give you the uh, the way a, a leak works. It, uh, it gets through the shingles, then it gets through the felt, then it gets through the wood, then it gets through your, uh, you know, uh, material that 
uh, keeps your house warm in the, in in the winter and and uh, and cool during the summer. Uh, it gets through that. Then it gets in between the dry, uh, you know, your your drywall, or it, it sits on top of your drywall on your ceiling. You start seeing, you know, uh, uh, stains, and you start seeing it buckle and all kinds of stuff. And then you're really talking big money to fix the problems you have with your roof. Get them while they're small. Let the roof leak detectives uh, immediately come out to your house if you see that you got any kind of a leak and let them take care of that. Uh, you, you don't want to have to replace all your insulation. Just replacing a little bit of it uh, is costly enough. Call them. Use the same number I do because these are the people I use all the time. 707-3551. That's their number. 707-3551. Or visit them online. You can do that as well. They're going to, you're going to, you know, follow all the protocols on COVID-19. Keep you safe. Keep their workers safe. Go to uh, piroofing.com. It's the last day of September. It's the last day of September. We'll start no October next uh, month. We're getting closer to the election. I think we're 33 days away. So uh, keep that in mind as well. We've got another uh, debate coming up next week. I think a week from today, if I'm not mistaken. And that will be the vice presidential debate. That will be a fun one to watch as well. And I get to watch my good friend uh, Mike Pence. Uh, I'm hoping to viscerate kamala harris because kamala harris just opens herself up to being look like being put in a blender to be honest uh, by somebody who's good at debate and mike pence is good at debate uh we're talking with congressman french hill right now he joins us every wednesday it's always on the middle of the weekday he's always at 706 and he's with us right now China Task Force, uh, you're really pleased with what they're doing. I want to talk a little bit about this, but I really want to get to the commitment to America uh, that uh, the, the, the congressional Republicans have put together. Well, first, uh, China Task Force, uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the House, worked with Speaker Pelosi last year saying we ought to pull together a strategy of all of the legislation that we think could help uh, the administration deal with China and do that on a bipartisan basis. And she agreed. And then at the last moment, uh, she pulled out of that agreement this January and February, and Kevin uh, appointed the China task force that is made up of Republicans. And that report is coming out, and I'm pleased to say two of my bills that I've worked on are in it. Uh, One is the SAVE Act, which helps move our medical supply chain uh, and give it better preparation, more planning, so that we don't have a situation like we had in this pandemic where we didn't have our key pharmaceuticals, vaccines, or PPE made in a ready ability to get it operating in our own country. And secondly, that we have more transparency on how China uses its status as the largest creditor in the world to uh, leverage the third world and hurt America's influence around the world by loaning money to other countries. So those items are in this. And I think we have a good package of elements to help President Trump in his second term be more uh, focused on China beyond the trade issue. Secondly, it'll help focus America's partnership 
with the G7 countries at compelling China to change its ways and to uh, play by the rules uh, of the world. All right. What about the commitment to America? Kind of a new uh, thing set up with uh, the American people, like the contract of America back in the 90s. Talk about the uh, commitment uh, to America and the rebuild segment of this. Well, the most important part, besides restoring our health, uh, is rebuilding our economy. And Republicans are making that commitment. We want to extend the Paycheck Protection Program for our small businesses. We want to make the Opportunity Zone credits permanent so that we can expand more investment in our poorest communities across the country. This was in our Tax Cuts and Jobs Act bill that President Trump signed into law in 2016, and it's seen uh, incredible success across the country. And we need more time and extend that to help our poorest communities uh, have a pro-growth period. We want to extend the uh, $2,000 per child tax credit, which I think will help uh, families who are struggling with uh, the expenses associated with raising families. And we're setting a goal of 10 million new jobs, Dave, over the next uh, over the next year after this election. We want to get 10 million people back in the workforce. Uh, we're only halfway back from the impact from the coronavirus, and we want to rebuild this economy. Well, and, and that will happen, but you're going to have to be able to get around Pelosi somehow, and hopefully the American people... Uh, uh, I think that it's a, a narrow chance, but I still hope that we will move uh, forward and um, and get to Republicans in control of the House again so that we get the uh, speakership back and we can, uh, you know, set the, the parameters and, and where we're going to go. Last but not least, uh, I like what Lindsey Graham saying over in the Senate about getting the uh, confirmation hearings for Amy Barrett going here very quickly. Look, this is a qualified woman, and there is no time constraint. And for listeners, if Democrats had the presidency in the Senate, they'd be doing exactly the same thing. And that's what's happened consistently over American history. That's point one. Point two is it's routine to confirm justices in 30 days, 40 days. That's very uh, common. Ginsburg was herself confirmed in 42 days. Justice Stevens, 19 days. Yeah, it can be and done Sandra quickly. And Sandra Day O'Connor, the real trails blazer, just 33 days. So this can be done, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Judge um, Barrett becoming the newest Supreme Court justice. She believes in our Constitution, and she is absolutely, I think, in the school of uh, Justice Scalia, and we'll be proud that she's our next justice on the Supreme Court. If the Democrats continue with their uh, racist and uh, anti-Catholic bigotry that they've been promoting here in the last uh, few weeks— in fact, last few years, if you go back to Feinstein uh, with the appellate court hearings uh, for Barrett, uh, do you believe that the Democrats can hurt Biden's presidential chances? I think they can, and I think they've been woodshedded, honestly, over in the Senate. Uh, other than a few firebrand far-left members, uh, you've noticed there's a lot of quiet in the Senate. Because they know this woman is qualified. They know that uh, she is a a justice that will strap herself to the mast of the Constitution, to use her Ulysses example. Mm -hmm. She's not going to be pulled by somebody's political views or even her personal uh, passionate 
faith, in the Catholic faith. She's going to be faithful to the Constitution. Democrats know it. If they play the uh, faith card, they're making a huge mistake in the election. And uh, I, I, I think we're going to see that they've learned their lesson uh, on their embarrassment in 2018 on Brett Kavanaugh. And I think you'll see uh, a, a majority of the Democrats not play that card personally. I think they know it's bad for their electoral chances uh, in just 33 days. I'm going to be interested to see what Harris does. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be watching her. I got to tell you, Congressman, I'm really going to be watching her. All right. Well, I think she yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think if I were Pence, this is I would push that in the debate next week because Harris is a far left person. She signed up for every bit of Bernie Sanders far left. She is part of the Ocasio-Cortez group. She's now Biden's choice for vice president. And she's a bomb thrower. Let's see if she attacks uh, Amy Barrett. Let's see how she does that. All right. Uh, she may think, well, I'm a woman, so gotta I've got to let go. to attack. Congressman, oh, got to let you go. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We've got Rush, and he's up right now.